Today, we are taking on the hot debate of whether to go gluten-free or not. Hi, welcome to Healthify with Kamal, your weekly dose of hope, health, and happiness. I'm Kamal, your host and certified holistic health coach, and I'm thrilled to be your guide on this exciting wellness journey. And I'm Ree, your curious co-host, ready to explore the world of health with you. We're here to dig deep into hot topics and separate fact from fiction while keeping it all fun and conversational. Absolutely, Reet. And today's episode is all about a topic that has sparked heated debates, as I just mentioned, and it's led to some curious food choices, right? Yeah. And the topic is to whether you should be going gluten-free or not. Oh, gluten. It's the mysterious protein that seems to be everywhere. But is it a fad or a necessity? And that's why we're here. And that's what we're going to be finding out today. Yep, you got it. We'll start by unraveling the mysteries of gluten. Okay. And understanding how it affects our bodies. We'll explore the ins and outs of celiac disease. And also dive into the rise of gluten-free diets that are everywhere. Yeah, and along with that, we're going to be busting some common myths and misconceptions about gluten and gluten-free living. So you don't want to miss out on this eye-opening discussion. And we'll also be taking a look at non-celiac gluten sensitivity and trying to figure out whether it's a real thing or if it's all in our heads. Yeah, and I'm really excited about that one. And of course, we can't forget the gluten-free industry. Right. It's booming, especially in today's day and age. But are all those gluten-free products actually healthy like they claim to be? So if you are curious about gluten, its impact on your health and Whether or not you should be taking the plunge into gluten-free living, you want to stick around till the end of this episode and discover everything along with us. Okay, so let's do this. Yes. So mom, tell us, Uh what exactly is gluten? Okay, so gluten is actually a protein found in wheat, barley, yeah. rye, um, and all their derivatives. Yeah. And it gives the dough its elasticity, you mm-hmm. know, the stretchiness. Yeah. And it helps in our favorite baked goods to rise and become so fluffy that, you know, the fluffiness that we like yeah. in the bread, that. Oh my God, the thought of freshly baked bread is making me hungry already. I agree. (laughs) I knew that would happen, but you know, not everyone can enjoy gluten-filled delights. And some people have a condition called celiac disease. Celiac disease? What is that all about? Um, I'm sure you've heard the name. Yeah. Yeah. So celiac disease is uh, autoimmune a disorder where the ingestion of gluten triggers an immune response. Yeah. And this reaction damages the lining of small intestine, leading to all sorts of discomfort and health issues. Yeah, that sounds like a very serious uh, disorder. 
It is. So what are some symptoms of celiac disease? Yeah, it is actually a really serious um, condition. And the symptoms can vary from person to person, just like any other disorder. Um, but some common ones include uh, digestive problems, fatigue, weight loss, and even skin rashes. Yeah. And it can become even more serious where it can become fatal also in some instances where you have to rush to the emergency. Oh my God, that must be really challenging for the people that actually have it. Yeah. And But how common is celiac disease? Because it's a disease that is not much talked about. Yeah, um, this is a great question. And celiac disease affects about 1% of global population. Okay. Uh, but here's the thing. It's often underdiagnosed. So the actual number could be higher for all we know, because, you know, it's not easy to get a diagnosis. Wow, that is actually a lot more than I was actually thinking that there would be. But what about the people that don't have celiac disease? Should they be worrying about gluten? Now, that's a million dollar question. <laughs> for people without celiac disease, gluten isn't harmful. There, I just said yeah. it. However, some might have non-celiac gluten sensitivity, which means they experience discomfort when consuming gluten. Yeah. And actually, I used to be one of them. Yeah. So. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's like gluten isn't bad for everyone, but for certain people, it's a no-go zone, which makes complete sense because it's not good for some people. Yeah, you got it. The key is understanding your own body and how it reacts to gluten. Yeah. And that's why it's essential to consult with your doctor, with a healthcare professional, if you suspect any gluten-related issues. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes even health coaches are of yeah. great help. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about the gluten-free diets. It's a trend that's taken the world by storm. Oh my God, yes. Gluten-free seems to be everywhere these days. Like I, I go into a restaurant, they have gluten-free menu. Go into grocery store, there's like gluten-free, there's like whole aisles of gluten-free stuff now. Yeah. But why do you think it's become such a popular choice now? Um, there are a few reasons behind the gluten-free craze. Um, for starters, some people genuinely benefit from gluten-free diets, especially yeah. those with celiac disease, like I just said, mm -hmm. or some with non-celiac gluten sensitivity. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, th that is a reason for it. Yeah, and that makes that makes complete sense. But I've also heard people saying that going gluten-free also helps with weight loss and boosts your energy, which I don't know how true that is. It's a bit of a mixed bag, I would say. Going gluten-free won't automatically lead to weight loss or increased energy. Yeah. But some people may experience these benefits um, as a side effect and, you know, likely due to the fact that they've cut out processed foods. Yeah. Um, not just gluten. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, I went on this gluten-free diet and yeah. I lost so and so many pounds. Yeah. No, it's because you cut out the processed food. You lost the weight. Yeah. 
you so, cut out the junk. Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically not just about ditching gluten. It's also about making healthier choices overall because gluten itself can't help with those things. Exactly. So a gluten-free diet can be healthy if you focus on whole, nutrient-rich foods like fruits, yeah. veggies, lean proteins, yeah. you know, healthy fats, yeah. all the good stuff that is beneficial to you anyways, yeah. gluten-free or not. Which we've talked about in previous episodes yeah. as well. But I've also heard critics call it a fad diet. But what do you think about this, Mom? <laughs> well, there's some truth to that. For some people, going gluten-free is more of a trend than a medical necessity. Yeah. Right? And if you don't have any gluten-related issues, there's no need to cut it out completely. Yeah. And I always tell this to all the clients that I get. And the first thing they'll be like, do you think I should go gluten-free? Yeah. Well, if your digestion is working well, no, you should not. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, again, a personal thing. Yeah, I, I completely get it. It's essential to be mindful of why we're making certain dietary choices. Like you said, if you don't need to cut out gluten, why are you cutting it out? You're just causing more issues for your body yeah, in the long run. Absolutely. And it's all about making informed decisions that work best for your unique body. Yeah. And let's not forget about the gluten-free industry. Yes. Which has grown significantly in response to this trend to these fad diets. Yeah. And there are so many gluten-free products out there now, like when I go grocery shopping, like I mentioned before, this whole aisles of gluten-free, like yeah, uh, foods, processed foods, other foods. But are they actually all healthy? Um, that's a great point. While some gluten-free products are excellent substitutes, yeah, others may contain added sugars, unhealthy fats, and fewer nutrients. And this is why reading labels is crucial. Yeah. You know, just because it says gluten-free does not mean that it's healthy. Yeah. And in some cases, it could actually be a worse choice. Yeah. So read your labels. Yeah, I think that's some really good advice because reading labels really shows you a clear picture of what is actually in yeah. there and what you're actually consuming. Because yeah. sometimes the gluten-free labels I've noticed have a bunch of chemicals yeah. written down that you don't even know how to pronounce. So that just tells you that it's actually something you don't want to be eating. This is why eating from earth rather than the box yeah. is always a good idea. Yes, yes. Or make your own gluten-free cookies yeah. or chips or cakes or whatever. Yeah. That's a better option. Yeah. But if somebody is considering to be going gluten-free, but what should they keep in mind? Okay, so first they should consult a doctor, as I said before, to rule out any gluten-related issues. Yeah. If they do decide to go gluten-free, they should focus on whole foods and experiment with naturally gluten-free grains. Yeah. And there's a whole lot of them, like quinoa, yeah. Yeah. rice, you know, those sort of yeah. things. Yeah. And I've heard about this mysterious gluten sensitivity that's going around. Uh, but what exactly does that mean? Okay, so 
non-celiac gluten sensitivity is what we're talking about here. And it's when individuals experience symptoms similar to those with celiac disease, yeah. but they test negative for the condition. And, you know, I want to take a moment here and address that a lot of autoimmune conditions um, fall into this. Yeah. Um, I have experienced it myself. Yeah. Um, when I had full flares of ulcerative colitis. Yeah. Uh, gluten was not my friend, and I was fully gluten-free. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And now um, your brother, because he has eczema, yeah, and he's had it ever since birth. Um, and eczema is also an autoimmune condition, yeah. and he's seen huge benefits of going gluten-free. So yeah. he's 100% gluten-free. He's actually yeah. also dairy-free. Um, so yeah, just because you don't have celiac disease, you know, if you have some other autoimmune condition that you're struggling with, it's a good idea to experiment and try going gluten-free and deciding. And at the same time, it's not the only or the solution to everything, but it could be part of your solution. No, I've noticed with my brother that like... If he has a little bit of gluten, like his eczema flares up. But the moment he starts eating gluten-free and eating the right foods for him, like within days, his eczema is uh, calmed down and is on the healing process. Yeah. Um, And I think we will be discussing that in an upcoming episode about eczema, right? Yes. Okay. So like you were talking about the non-celiac gluten sensitivity. You were talking about how they test negative for the condition. So that basically means that they don't have celiac disease, but gluten is still affecting them. And how does that work? Okay, so while the exact um, mechanism is still being studied, um, some researchers believe that certain components in gluten or other proteins may trigger sensitivity in some individuals, like myself, like what I said with uh, ulcerative colitis yeah. or Crohn's, right? Yeah. yeah. And that must be tough for those people, which I myself know because having seen you and now my brother going through it, I know how tough it can be sometimes. Um, but what kind of uh, symptoms do they experience? Yeah, so it can vary from person to person. Yeah. Some may have digestive issues, headaches, fatigue, or even joint pain. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenge is that these symptoms can be similar to other conditions. So that makes the diagnosis a bit tricky. Yeah, I could see how it could be a puzzle for healthcare professionals to figure out. So how do they know if it's gluten sensitivity and not something else? Yeah, um, a proper diagnosis involves ruling out celiac disease first. Yeah. And other possible conditions through testing, right? Yeah. And then it may also involve um, elimination diet to see if symptoms improve when gluten is removed. In some cases, even when gluten is removed, you could be experiencing those symptoms still. That's when you know that it's not gluten doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you've mentioned the elimination diet to me earlier. 
But could you tell us more about what this diet is? Yeah. So an elimination diet is like playing detective with your food, basically. Um, It means removing gluten from your diet for a while and then reintroducing it to see if symptoms come back. And it can be quite revealing, you know. And also, if if and when you do decide to do this, uh, read the labels. Yes. Just because you think it doesn't have gluten, it could. Yeah. You know, um, gluten is also sometimes, you know, wheat and other grains are used as binding agents in some things. Yeah. And it's not that obvious to us. So that's why reading labels is very important. Yeah. And this sounds like a useful approach. And I know that you have tried it when you were trying to figure out what is actually making your issue worse. And how you've come across, have you come across any personal stories of people that are finding relief through gluten-free living? Yeah, I've had clients who saw significant improvement in their health after adopting a gluten-free diet. Um, It's incredible how food choices can impact our well-being. Yeah. You know, we don't give food the credit that it deserves. And I always give the analogy of um, putting gas in a car, right? Um, And, you know, when you get a car, they tell you what kind of gas to put in. Um, And if you put in the wrong one, yes, it's still going to drive, but it's not going to perform that well. And at one time it's going to stop. So the same thing is going to happen and does happen with your body. So if you are gluten sensitive and you keep feeding yourself that, you will see the symptoms become increasingly obvious to you, you know, to the point where you might actually end up being very sick or bedridden. Yeah. Yeah, I think it truly is. And to our amazing listeners out there, if you suspect a gluten sensitivity or there are any unexplained symptoms that you're having, don't hesitate to reach out to a healthcare professional for guidance because if you do it at the right time, you can get the correct treatment. And if it's too late, your issue might yeah, progress and get worse. So, yeah, well said. Yeah. And, you know, remember that your health is your most precious asset and we owe it to ourselves to take care of it you owe it to yourself to take care of your health yeah first yes yeah absolutely and speaking of taking care if you're enjoying our podcast don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on an episode filled with health insights and friendly banter because we have a lot of good ones coming up in this third season Mm -hmm. and we'd love to hear from you if you are loving this podcast, please leave a review. They really help us and let us know what topics you would like us to explore in the future. We want to know what it is that you want to know. Yeah, your feedback keeps us going and we're here to serve you, our fantastic listeners. Okay, so, you know, the ever-growing gluten-free industry, yeah. it's becoming bigger by the minute. Yeah, the gluten-free world is vast, isn't it? Yeah. But with so many products out there, I wonder how it all actually began. Yeah, that's a great question, Reed. 
The gluten-free movement gained momentum as more and more people became aware of celiac disease yeah. and gluten sensitivity, mm -hmm. you know, and as a result, companies started to cater to the demand, yeah. creating a variety of gluten-free alternatives. You know, just a few years back, we were hard-pressed to find gluten-free options. Yeah. And now, as you mentioned, when you go to a restaurant yeah. or a store, you yeah. know, uh, they have options and sometimes they have a full menu of gluten-free gluten -free stuff. Yeah. 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 And I think it's so fascinating how awareness can drive change. But are all of those gluten-free products as healthy as they claim to be? Not necessarily. I mean... When some gluten-free products are excellent substitutes, others may contain high level of sugar, yeah. as I mentioned before, you yeah. know, or unhealthy fats or even few essential nutrients than normal. Yeah. So yeah. then how can our listeners identify healthy gluten-free options? Okay. Okay, so the key is to read labels carefully. Look for products made from whole natural ingredients and with minimal additives. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, you can always explore naturally gluten-free foods like fruits, vegetables, yeah. lean proteins, as I mentioned before. Yeah. You know, um, whole grains like quinoa, rice, yeah. you know, there are many, many different gluten-free yeah. grains yeah. that you can try. Yeah, I think these are all really great tips. And I think it's important for you, our listener, to remember that knowledge is power when it comes to making the right food choices. So make sure you're reading those labels and choosing the foods that are actually right for you. Yeah, and you know, let's talk about the gluten-free community. It's incredible to see how supportive and creative people have become when it comes to gluten-free recipes and cooking. Yeah. Yeah. And I genuinely love this part because yeah. I am always on the lookout for new gluten-free recipes for my brother just so he has a lot of variety Options, to eat. Yeah. So there are so many food bloggers and recipe creators everywhere on Instagram, YouTube. My reels are filled up with it. Yeah. And they're always sharing their delicious gluten-free masterpieces. And they actually sometimes look a lot better than the normal gluten stuff that we eat. Yeah. And to the listener, I want to say if you're looking for some mouthwatering gluten-free recipes, we've got you covered there as well. So you can head to our website, healthifywithgummel.com, for a whole lot of different kinds of recipes that you can try Yeah, being gluten-free. Yes. Yeah. And they all taste amazing. Yeah. Okay. So now, let's have a friendly debate between you and me on the gluten-free dilemma, Okay. whether it's a fad or a necessity. Well, God, this is going to be so much fun. So let's get right into it. Uh, some people swear by gluten-free diets, claiming they've experienced miraculous benefits. But is it really necessary for everybody to go gluten-free? I think this is a tricky question. While gluten-free diets are essential for those with um, celiac disease or gluten sensitivity, 
For the majority of people without such conditions, going gluten-free might not be necessary. True, but I've also heard anecdotes of people feeling less bloated and more energetic after ditching gluten. What do you make of that? You've got a point there, but some individuals might experience these positive changes due to cutting out processed foods and focusing on healthier choices rather than just eliminating gluten alone. I see what you're saying. So the key is more about eating wholesome foods rather than just getting rid of gluten. Yeah, exactly. It's all about finding the right balance and making choices that work best for your unique body. You know, it's actually sounding like your team gluten in moderation then. You've caught me. I believe in moderation and being mindful of what we eat. After all, food is meant to be enjoyed. I'm a complete foodie. I agree. Yeah. And yeah. and yes, food is life. Yeah, you're absolutely right. <laughs> but let's not forget the social aspect of food. For some, avoiding gluten in social settings can truly be a challenge. Yeah, it can definitely be. Social gatherings often revolve around food. And having dietary restrictions can sometimes be tricky to navigate. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So what advice would you give to someone who's gluten-free and is feeling a little isolated? Well, to go gluten-free, um, my advice would be to communicate openly with your friends yeah. and family. Let them know about your dietary needs. Um, and find creative ways to enjoy social events without compromising on your health. Yeah. You know, um, and whenever possible, uh, it's a good idea to, like, if you're going to a friend's house or to a family g gathering, if possible, you know, you want to um, tell them beforehand that you have this situation. But if, if you can't, uh, Try to carry some gluten-free snacks and options yeah. with you so that you don't feel left out. You know, if yeah. once you get there and you see that, oh, there isn't something that you can eat, then like your brother does, yeah. whip out your own gluten-free whatever snack that you yeah. like, you know, have with you. So you don't feel left out as a Yeah, I know you used to, when you were gluten-free, you used to eat before the event just a little bit, yeah. just in case there was nothing for you to eat there. At least your stomach is yeah. a bit filled. You can eat once you come back home. Yeah, and most of the time you can find something. Yeah. You know, um, very rarely will there be a situation where there is nothing at all yeah. that's gluten-free. Yeah. Um. There could be fruits, you know, um, or like a protein, a lean protein like meats, you know, yeah. chicken and things yeah. like that. Or if you're a vegetarian, then vegetables yeah. themselves, right? It's always a good salad there. Yeah. So there's definitely a way of doing these things. Yeah. yeah. And you know, gluten-free living can be a game changer for some, but it also comes with its own set of challenges. Yes. Absolutely. And um, transitioning to a gluten-free lifestyle can be very daunting. But with the right approach, right thinking, it becomes more manageable and it becomes easier over time because you learn tips and tricks of how to do it. Yeah. So what are some of those tips and tricks for somebody that's just starting on their gluten-free journey? 
Okay, so first and foremost, you want to educate yourself about gluten. Absolutely. And where it hides in different foods, you know? Yeah. So understand, not just reading, but understanding the food labels is essential. Yeah. Um, that's how I started. And then as um, your brother has gotten older, I've also educated him so that he on his own can make those choices. Yeah, I've seen him reading labels and trying to figure out what right. is good for him and what yeah. is not. That's why sometimes it takes us longer at the grocery store just because we're trying to figure out which one is a better option, right? Yeah. So, um, but what about those who may feel a bit overwhelmed by all of these dietary changes? Yeah, you know, change can be tough. I mean, it's not easy all the time. But remember that you need to take it one step at a time, you know? Yeah. Every small step is going to add up. So start by focusing on naturally gluten-free foods like fruits, vegetables, like the unprocessed proteins. Yeah. You know, as you're still learning and educating yourself about yeah. the processed foods, um, and don't forget that there's a whole gluten-free community out there to support you. You yeah. just have to reach out, look for it. You yeah. Know? yeah. Community is so important. But along with that, I also feel like family support is also very important yes. because like in our case, like right now, my brother is the only one that's gluten free. So everybody that's living in the household also needs to be aware of that. And yeah needs to motivate him to not eat gluten and not tempt him to eating those gluten-filled foods right. and to promote him to eat those gluten-free foods because it'll make his skin look better. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the things that we've done in in our house is when, say, you know how we have pizza night? Yeah. So we'll make sure that everybody is included and he'll have his gluten-free pizza yeah and there have been times when we've made the crust at home there yeah. have been times when we've bought the crust yeah. from the grocery store or we've just ordered out a uh, gluten-free at a restaurant yeah right yeah yeah so you want to um kind of make similar choices to include people yeah. who are gluten-free um so that they don't feel left out yeah and it makes it a little bit easier for them to accept that change. For sure. Like even on birthdays, no matter whose birthday it is, we always just get only a gluten-free cake. And yeah. honestly speaking, sometimes they're more delicious than the actual yeah, regular I cakes. I agree. It's a good change also. But let's talk about dining out. Right. For those that are living gluten-free, eating at restaurants can be challenging even in this day where gluten-free is so right. aware. Mm -hmm. So what are the tips for that? Okay, so yes, dining out can indeed be a puzzle. And my advice is to call ahead and inquire about a gluten-free option. Yeah. So if you know the restaurant that you're going to be going to, yeah, You can uh, online check out their menu, or if they don't have that, you can call them, as I said, you know, or um, most of the restaurants now will accommodate. They're happy to accommodate yeah. somebody who's gluten-free. Just let them know. And if you have celiac disease 
or if you don't have celiac disease but have gluten sensitivity, it is extremely important for you to let the restaurant people know the moment you sit down at yeah. a table, just when you're about to order, tell them that. And if they can't accommodate just in case, they will let you know. You know, you don't want to be ordering and then realizing it has a whole lot of gluten and you being sick. Yeah. I don't think that meal is worth it. I agree. Yeah. yeah. This is something that we definitely do for yeah. our brother. Like we always make sure that there is a couple of gluten-free options and right. we always let the server know that he is gluten-free. So. Yeah. And I want to tell a small story here. Do you remember the trip that we took to California recently? Yeah. Yeah. So we went to a place to have a burger and yeah. as always, the burger comes with a bun. Yeah. And the bun is gluten. Yes. Right? But if for your brother who loves his um, burgers. Yes. <laughs> he always takes the bun off, right? Yeah. And he makes it a lettuce burger. So instead of having the bread, he will have the burger with lettuce. Yeah. Because he doesn't have gluten-free bread with him yeah. over there, right? Yeah. So you can make those kind of changes. Changes, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think those are like some great tips. And, you know, I've heard and I've done it myself, which is to do gluten-free cooking and baking. And it can be just as delicious because I've sneaked a bite out of my brother's dishes here and there. Um, but are there any favorite recipes that you have that you like to share? Yeah, so I love experimenting with gluten-free recipes and... One of my favorite is quinoa and vegetable stir fry with a tangy sesame ginger sauce. Yeah. It's always a winner that's in our a, house, right? Yeah, that's yeah. yum. Like my mouth is already watering just yeah. listening to that. Yeah. Okay, so we've debunked myths, we've explored choices, and we've had some lively debates. But most importantly, we hope that our listeners are feeling more informed and empowered about gluten and gluten-free living. Yeah, that's right. So whether you have celiac disease, gluten sensitivity, or you're simply curious about the gluten-free world, remember that health is a personal journey. And it's, and it's essential to find out what works best for your unique body. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button on wherever you're listening to this podcast on so you never miss an episode that's filled with hope, health, and happiness. Yeah, and we'd love to connect with all of you on social media, on Instagram. So you can follow us on Healthify with Gummel podcast for podcast updates and content. And also you can follow me on Health Coach Gummel for more health and wellness tips and inspiration. Absolutely. And if you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, make sure to leave a review and let us know what you'd like us to explore in the future. We love hearing your guys' feedback. Yes, your feedback means the world to us and we can't wait to continue this journey together. 
So until next time, stay curious, stay healthy, and remember to nourish both your body and your soul. Hi there, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just a reminder that the information provided on this podcast is intended for educational purposes only. The content on this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any medical condition. You should always seek the advice of a doctor or a qualified medical professional with any questions regarding a medical condition or treatment.